This episode of the Cinema Vention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, and Wearmall 3. If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm W. Scott is one, and I have not seen the movie Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Increasing his cultural IQ, one movie at a time. This is Cinemavention. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we'll be discussing the movie Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which my guest has seen before. Joining us again, he is a regular Diamond Club Game Night contributor and miniature painter. Dolan Moles has made a return to the show. How are you doing, man? I'm doing I'm doing good tonight. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm, uh, I'm bracing for this uh, winter storm that's coming my way, and... Um, and I gotta say, man, I've been uh, I've been working my tail off today. I just felt like I haven't had a chance to uh, to slow down a little bit. But hey, you know this is my, the last item on my agenda, so so we're going out with this. So this is a uh, a good way to end uh, the night for me. So yeah. oh yeah, and what and what better way to you know brace for a winter storm than 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 discussing some excellent movies? Yeah, some summer blockbusters, right? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. the, I think this is a spring release, if I remember correctly. Yeah, close. Yeah, spring. Yeah, or late spring, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But, it was. Yeah, we can discuss that. Later, yeah. Well. But. Well. Speaking of the stats, in fact, um, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is available for rent or purchase on DVD and Blu-ray in physical stores and on all major internet distributors, and is available to stream on. Yeah, you guessed it. Disney Plus. Yep. What else? What streaming service did you think it was going to be on? <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was released by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures on, and this is the date we were looking for, May 5th, 2017 in the U.S. Which, which side note, it's crazy to me that, like, because I started game night in, like, March of 2017, or I started doing game night in March 2017, and this movie came out two months after I started doing game night and I didn't even realize it, you know, like nobody, none of us knew that I had it. I had this cinema vention that I need to, that I needed to do. So, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, the yeah. movie, uh, the movie was directed by James Gunn and once again, stars Chris Pratt, um, Zoe, I, I always get this wrong. Soldana. Soldana. Thank you. Dave, Bautista, Vin Bautista. Diesel. Is it Bautista? Oh, okay. Yeah, Bautista. All right. Well, <laughs> Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, and Diamond Club's own Michael Rooker, of course. Uh, you have been Rookered in this movie. <laughs> the movie had um, quite a staggering budget of $200 million and made $863.8 million in theaters, which I think is less than Guardians 1 because I think Guardians 1 has made over a billion um in theaters so uh but still like that does not take away the impressive box office numbers that it got uh i'm assuming you probably saw this movie in theaters for the first time dolan yeah i probably saw it in theater i i definitely saw it in theaters uh i think i saw this probably relatively close to the release uh to that may 5th mark because it was probably that weekend uh yeah, it was it was definitely that weekend because uh, from uh, Winter Soldier through 
just the, not the one to the one that was just before Black, the first Black Panther, which I think was this film actually. Yeah. Uh, no, wasn't it um, Captain America? No, uh, Captain no, America: uh, Civil War was right before Black Panther. Uh, I remember. Oh, I, I know. Yeah, yes, it was. It was uh, Civil War, uh, and then there's a couple of spectacles out there. No, Thor three was not it, uh, Jack. But it was so, that time frame of movies. I went and I was seeing them a lot with uh, friends. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I with a group of friends, and we went and saw like all the movie releases the Marvel movie releases like that release weekend. And so my, we probably saw it that weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, if I had my, if I was John state, I probably could hunt down the, actually, if I was at my grandmother's guts with that board is I probably could hunt down my, I probably have my, I have my original ticket from this film. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and we'll be talking about this a lot, uh, throughout, um, our discussion here, because, uh, as everyone knows, we covered uh, Guardians one last time um, over the summer for Marvel Month on for Turtle Days, and the reason. First, oh yeah, first uh, first live appearance. Yeah, uh, first the first live in recording. studio appearance of uh, Cinema Vention. Yeah, that's right. Um, and the reason I'm covering um, Guardians two now is because uh, the new Guardians three is coming out uh, the, in this May um, as we're recording this, and in fact, I think it's actually coming out. Uh, May 5th of this year, if I'm not mistaken, um, which coincides perfectly with this um, May 5th, 2017 release of Volume 2. And so, um, so yeah, so in anticipation of Volume 3, um, I'm going through and watching Volume 2, and then I think um, what we've, bas- what I think we've decided on, basically, I need to watch Infinity War and Endgame before I go see Guardians 3 in the theaters this year. And um and and and, and Infinity War and Endgame we were gonna get to eventually on Cinemavention because I mean you you can't not talk about those two movies I mean even though they're recent movies they are just absolutely important to the uh, Marvel um, Cinematic Universe um, don't for forget sure. the holiday special yeah yeah and the holiday special I mean we won't we certainly won't cover that one on Cinemavention but I'll but I'll be watching that on my on my spare time um, yeah yeah I I also have to watch it so I'll be. Yeah, yeah. Soon. Well, and um, well, and and apparently people were saying that um, the holiday special like does have some things from Infinity War and Endgame that you wouldn't understand if you hadn't watched those movies in it. So um, I thought maybe I I would have a chance to watch it after Volume Two, but evidently not from what I've been told. So uh, yeah, that yeah, I think I think Captain Jack was discussing uh, like a post game night thing. That, yeah, uh, that is definitely one of those like. There's something, and I, from having seen those films, it would not surprise me that you would want to, uh, that the, you're gonna want to watch it, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, the uh, you're talking about the holiday special or the yeah, so yeah, you're gonna want to watch those movies before you watch the holiday special. Yeah, yeah, the Avengers movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. And uh, and yeah, like I said, yeah, Infinity War and Endgame were gonna be covered eventually, so we're just gonna be covering them a lot sooner than I thought we would on this show. But hey, you know that's fine. You know they're still, yeah. from what I've been told, they are pretty good movies. So you know can't oh. complain with that. So um, they're 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 up there, my favorites. So I definitely, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely say yeah, you gotta watch them. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I can't help but compare um, volume two, like this movie that we watched to the last guardians movie that we watched. Um, because you, 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 you're just going to be doing that, um, throughout this, throughout the watch of this movie. Right. 
And it's interesting that it starts in a very similar manner um, as the last movie, where, like, the last movie, it starts off with a flashback, and then we jump to present time. And this time, we... um, the um but the movie starts out with a flashback that's even earlier than the um one in Guardians 1 because if you were calling Guardians 1 it was uh Peter Quill from the 1990s who was um who was um uh you know when he was a kid and like in the 90s that was kind of his uh that was kind of the flashback that we had from the first movie but this time we started in uh, Missouri in 1980, and I love how they, I love how the movie had to specify Earth in the location. <laughs> like I know exactly why they did, but I still found it hilarious. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Guardians films that when I, uh, the Guardians films are the only ones in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that do the MCU. Uh, as started in uh, 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 Civil War, uh, the MCU. Big ass location titles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that a, that's an MCU thing, apparently. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's a film thing that you always have like the establishing well, yeah, shots. Sure. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's really started was in Civil War was they would just do blatant like covering the whole screen with them. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, Interesting just, though that um that they decided to keep the movie setting in the year 2014 in this because because uh, I did the math because it said 34 years later on screen the flashback was 1980 which would still put us at 2014 um so so it's interesting that they didn't jump three years ahead in the um you know in the Guardians sort of universe that we're living in like it's it's apparently still 2014. Um, in in that universe, even though it's been three years since we last saw um, the Guardians, which I guess makes sense, right? Because I mean, why there? There's not really a need story wise to go ahead three years, is there? Really? I mean, I don't think so. To be fair about that, is that the MCU timeline has always been wonky. It's like every mm-hmm. phase they seem they seem to do a new. Oh, we're retconning the, the when the year takes place oh we're retconning the year takes place yeah, oh we're right, yeah. right. well it's and like i think i very much recall us having that same conversation on the last guardians episode too but yeah yeah the, yeah and i think you had it with uh kuhan on mm-hmm. avengers was he the avengers yeah he was yeah avengers. it was the avengers yep mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah that discussed the kuhan as well is like yeah the timelines get shifted so much that depending on what's what they want to write for the their current films um but it doesn't uh take away from what goes on right yeah yeah so, yeah it's definitely one of those like yeah it's a little wonky but it just like okay they're making it fit naturally so i don't even know in the lore if that 2014 mark is still in the 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 uh what they what, what's accurate but yeah. Still, it's yeah that, but yeah, doing the math of okay, you want thirty four years, it's still, hey, these you know these guard the, the guardians are getting even more established in the universe after their whole uh, stint from the first film on uh, Xandar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so after their whole saving Xandar, having him holding, uh, you know, Peter held that Infinity Stone in his hand, and you know gave it, and you know he's the the it- Terran, the the legendary outlaw. Yeah, which, yeah. by the way, is spoilers if you, for some reason, haven't seen Guardians 1, but have seen Guardians 2. Like, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about elements from Guardians 1. So, you know, fair warning. But also, why would you watch Guardians 2 and not watch Guardians 1? But anyways, carry on, Dolan. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> you know, it's oh yeah, no, that the spoiler part's fair. Um, I'm sorry, where was oh the yeah? So the yeah, so it's it's the timeline shift is okay. They're more established. Now they're getting jobs to do jobs to do whatever. So in this case, as we'll touch on later, is oh we know there's is it the the uh, uh shoot, the sovereign? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, the, the the sovereign know that okay, there's gonna be this giant sump beast or whatever they whatever it's called coming and attacking to try to steal their batteries their the energy source for their planet so okay you gotta hire some some security and what and what's cheaper than just some random bunch of outlaws yeah for sure yeah and um yeah, and, and we'll talk about this more in I, just I, a I call it too yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's the old D party uh or uh rpg party rather yeah uh RPG party would be like, yeah, let's get this right. A bunch of adventurers to do a task. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, but um, but before we get to that, um, before we get to that aspect, I want to touch on the fact that the um, that I did appreciate that minor detail, the fact that the Dairy Queen looks like it did in the 1980s when they did that flashback, um, and the building updated when that same spot was shown again in modern times later. Like I, that was a very good. That was a the very nice attention to detail thing that I noticed. Um, but I also have to point out the fact that like this random blue plant has just been there for 34 years and absolutely nobody else has, you know, e- either stumbled upon it and or reported it to any like environmental agency. Like it's been there for 34 years. Like how, right? Yeah. Part also kind of confused me because it's okay. It's, it, it didn't seem like they traveled. They had crawled that back. That sort back that far to the planet to the to the plant, right? And yeah, like it like it was right near the parking lot. It seemed like like maybe it was supposed to be further than maybe the film portrayed. Maybe, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's one thing that that kind of was like, uh, it kind of confused me. But it could be one of those. Okay, maybe it just burrows deep, burrowed deep over time. Yeah, or or heck, this is a universe where we. Uh, where uh, actually we didn't see alien they didn't know about it until until 2012 with the with the whole uh new york incident about aliens so yeah <laughs> uh, it is it, like it's it's hard to say that oh this is just the universe where oh look weird crap happens you know it's just another tuesday mm-hmm. yeah yeah again, for sure but again this is also missouri and yeah I, to, to sum up my points will yeah i totally agree with you yeah, yeah, I totally right, get yeah. that. The plant is just like you're like why yeah, well, is this plant why, yeah. why is this plant fluorescing? Right, yeah, and it's and it's like one of those things that's like they leave it there and then all of a sudden like because um it, 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 like it, it was almost like it was connected also to ego kind of I guess because when ego's planet was going through hell, um that plant also went through hell, it sounds like, you know, and it was it, it had that that was, big like tsunami sort of you know, thing where it's a it's it's a psychic link of some uh, space magic, right? Yeah, yeah. Celestial proportions, which you learn more about the celestials in the Eternals, which yeah, <laughs> more. I'm stuff gonna be to honest. Follow. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with the Eternals. It's it's a you it's a watch once and then oh, is it kind of meh? Ooh. Yeah, it's the one meh MCU movie that I would say. Like I enjoyed Thor: The Dark World over that one. <laughs> But oh, anyway, interesting. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, the, but you do. It does touch on the the, the the celestials, which ego claims to be. So 
yeah claims to be a part of or yeah or or is one yeah mm -hmm. celestial is a race but yeah gotcha i see what you're saying yeah 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 um and yeah so so just like you mentioned yeah it's like since we already have established the characters from the last movie it very much felt like to me like this movie kind of felt like i was watching another episode in like a tv series but like on a much larger scale like you know what i mean like it felt like Oh, what shenanigans are the Guardians going to pull off this time? You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know if it had the same vibe for you when you were watching it, but that's what it felt like to me. It's just like, oh, this is um episode, season one, episode two now. You know, it, it just happens to be a two hour long TV episode, you know? Yeah, I saw it less of like the uh, the TV series. I think it was like, oh, look, we get to see more adventures with these, with these as you introduce these assholes. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> they're they're just like oh yeah let's see it's you know i think we were just off the tails of like two or three different really gritty uh marvel movies and so we want so you want to see more comedy and the james gunn films are always just like okay this could be funny this is yeah. have serious tones but you're gonna have the the you know the comedic effects of, right yeah and it's always it, like the perfect mixture of comedy in it too right like yeah it does yeah. it does have its serious moments you're right and we'll get to one very serious moment in later on but um but yeah um but it's interesting because you know like i mentioned most of the main characters are back for this film with one notable exception no thanos appearance uh in this film this time around Although his name definitely gets dropped a few times throughout the movie because, you know, obviously it, it would be because, you know, everyone, you know, because Thanos is Thanos, right? Um, and I and I wonder, and this is just me completely speculating, I don't know this for certain, but I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that because the Guardians are involved in Avengers Infinity War, um, that that's where he sort of, you know, makes his return, at least to the Guardians, so to speak. And and that's why he's not in this film in particular. Yeah, I, I this actually made me think of when this scene, a certain scene at the end of a different film occurs. And Captain Jack, I think you know which one I'm talking about. Okay. If I say the phrase ship over ship, you know which scene I'm talking about. And they discuss that. Thanos got something. I wondered if that if that part of where he when he got that something occurred during this film. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to be very cryptic to the listeners. No, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I was thinking for Willie's sake because I think that's why Thanos got. So this makes me think is this is this why Thanos got the the the, the MacGuffin because mm. because he because the I'll have to discuss with this uh with you uh at when <laughs> when we get to yeah, Avengers yeah, yeah. Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he got it off screen. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're having discussions with with people right here, but I yeah, you got something off screen and I'm thinking if like maybe that when he got this here was during this during the events of this film. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah well, so but because, it, well, cause also Thanos just kind of like when 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 Thanos gets um you know, gets told off by um I, I forget who the villain was in the last film. Um, what his name was, but, um, but like, but, but Thanos kind of just, you know, disappears. Like Thanos doesn't even really retaliate when he, um, when he gets, uh, you know, spited, um, the, the, in the first guardians movie, and then he just kind of disappears. So in men, in, in a certain sense, I don't really fault uh, them for not including Thanos in this film because it's not really necessary for this particular story, you know? 
my thoughts were like, because this was kind of toward the end of the Infinity, like leading up to Infinity War. Uh, so uh, the, 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 he could have been here, like, oh, he's setting up the, you know, he's setting up the weekend, like, oh, make it sting as a threat. But yeah, I actually do like the fact that he didn't show up. It's like, yeah, no, give him his own films, give him his own like oh, two yeah. films mm-hmm. where, where he's the big bad guy and, you know, he's the threat and like he's prepping for that threat off screen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, another thing that did not disappoint was Awesome Mix Volume 2, man. Like, the track selection on this movie just, like, just does not disappoint. That cassette tape is just a banger, man, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know the, yeah, the, uh, the Awesome Mixes, you know, they're in my daily listen playlist on Spotify. Mm-hmm. They're in my, they're, you know, they're, they're awesome, too. They're very, thim- and they're used as, I think as we discussed this, the first one, they're used perfectly in the moments that they're used at. Yes, mm-hmm. they definitely help set the mood. So it's not just you know I love film scores. Uh, again, I actually have a lot of this film on my playlist as well. The film scores, but having licensed music also can really help set the mood. And this and the James Gunn films, uh, whether it be these two Guardians or even this, uh, you're even the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad, just the the Suicide Squad, also uses music in a similar fashion, and it just, mm. pops. yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was going to mention, yeah, you put in the notes here about an awesome mix volume zero. Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, awesome mix volume zero was uh, uh, I read about this shortly after the release of this film and I written found the article, which I have posted here in the doc so that you could share with the listeners. Um, The fact that the uh, they listened to a lot of music on set in and uh, James Scott hadn't had, you know, had a mix that he called his volume zero, which is. I can't remember what it was, if it was a bit earlier than the time frame or a little bit later than the time frame, but once it's still that he wanted to do the help set the mood of that scenes that they're in without having necessarily licensed music in it, or we're like, okay, weren't around for the time that Peter would have had his was on Earth. Mm, so it's like, yeah, he had, yeah, he has his own, or some of it's also like, okay, movie that was cut because of licensing issues or whatever. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's, it's its own playlist, and it's actually a, uh, he made a, a, a uh, uh, playlist on Spotify as well, also linked. Mm, also, okay. also linked right there too in the in the docs. So, yeah, the it's it's ten songs or so. Uh, it's uh, "Never Won the Dance" by Self Indulgence, Mindless Self Indulgence, uh, "Party Hard" by Andrew WK, "The Way It Was" uh, by Asilosone and a couple others that all like they they were using on set. So yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, it's just their kind of set playlist. That's interesting. Um, another thing that has not changed in this film, Peter and Rocket bickering back and forth to each other. What's new there, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely got like a, like, oh, they're like sibling-esque vibe. Yeah, so like, for sure. Like, you're just throwing jabs at each other without, you know, necessarily a little too punchy behind yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, you for know, sure. And, and yeah, well, and, and, and it was interesting this time around because, um, because, yeah, because they have that moment in the beginning where they're all together, of course, right? But then um, this is kind of the first time where, um, you know, the Guardians were, you know, kind of split up and kind of doing their own, like, little side quest, sort of, you know? Like, because the last time the Guardians were basically at each other's side the whole time, you know, they were f- fighting their battles together, you know? And I thought it was an interesting approach that this time they had them on separate missions this time around. It, you know, like I thought that was an interesting way to kind of flip the script a little bit, you know, for lack of a better term. It definitely helps set up there to be like two overarching narratives throughout the film. 
and having you know okay they have the you know drax uh drax gamora and star lord and yeah drax Gamora and star lord uh go go with ego to -hmm. learn okay what what he wants with peter and you know get help whatever and then rocket you know the, the the adventures tinkerer repair person of the group to get the ship back up and running to get back up into space from their crash mm-hmm. group because he's just a kid and he's basically uh, uh yeah, kid. baby group yeah mm-hmm. yeah baby group yeah i am group um uh <laughs> sorry i can resist um the group uh 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 to be there to help fix the ship to only be later be oh the ravagers you know Saw the crash, got the location of the crash. I think Peter's there. He's the one they're looking for, but he's and, not there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then have then have their adventure with the Ravagers, with the mutiny and rebel against the mutiny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, and that that was a great way to tell the story. I am. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, show the gro- show the growth uh, through, uh, show the growth th- uh, um, of why Peter the way he is. But not necessarily having Peter there to tell it himself. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. So <clears throat> I have, I have, so, I have a kind of a big problem with the whole premise of this movie, Dolan, and uh, and I'll I'll explain um I'll explain my feelings about this movie um, to you. So so the Guardians, um, of course, obviously have a new assignment. Um, we mentioned it earlier, like they're defeating this you know creature that's called an ab- abelisk. I guess um, I got to get that term from imdb because i just called it like this little space monster or whatever um but uh, but yeah like you said they're protecting um the sovereigns as batteries essentially in exchange for you know a prison swap of gamora's sister nebula which is of course the one that was causing all the guardians like uh, causing all kinds of problems with the guardians in the last movie right um and she was kind of assigned to you know take out the guardians in the last film right so that's kind of the premise of everything going on. And a couple things to note on that. First of all, uh, the fight with the uh, with the little uh, creature um, at the start, right? Uh, like we mentioned before, this has got like the classic James Gunn and Guardians humor right at the very beginning with Baby Groot just jamming to Mr. Blue Sky while they're having a life or death battle behind him. Like that, that that's just amazing, right? Um, and like, it was, it was, it was so great to set up the story like that. Right. It's like, you're, you're, they're having the fight of their lifetimes and it's just, you know, baby group just jamming behind, um, in front of them. It's amazing. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. No, totally. Yeah. No, that was that scene when you have the theater, when you're, when, when you were in a packed theater with like, you know, the surround, the super surround sound all around you and you know, you they actually had like, you know, behind you did the, the behind you thing of, oh, there's actually like monster fights going behind you. Cause you know, the, you know, the, the camera is following baby Groot. So you don't know what's going on with the monster necessarily to the right or left of you. Right. It's not. And until so they uh, actually, Yeah. It's not until yeah. the monster um, or no, it wasn't even monster. It was Drax who um, w- like basically smashed the, uh, the speaker system that kind of ruined everything. Right. Like it ruined that illusion. Right. Oh yeah. yeah and that's just kind of nice is the, the Lego game, uh, Lego Marvel two. They actually had a this scene, this beginning opening scene as one of the DLC levels, and it actually they they had the license for Mister Blue Sky, so you got to play as Baby Groot. You know, oh yeah, actually, so they got yeah. the same license. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is the uh, the um, 
they did the because uh, you know the, the the Lego game is have you play as two characters always. They said so no matter what you could you you know you'd always play as you can have two people throughout the entire story. So one player is being is the rest of the guardians shooting shooting the the obelisk the. Uh, you know, just finding the fun, doing that fun of their lives. And then they went, you're just walking around, you're just walking around doing baby Groot, hitting the 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 uh, rat like creatures along the way. You're you're occasionally will help assemble something, but yeah, it's literally the scene, and it, it feels just like oh, you're part of that scene when you're playing it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, and and also too, um, the fact that you know, because because baby Groot, I don't think. I think if if you were in the theater and um and you did not watch the closing credits scene like if you didn't stick around for the closing credits at the end I don't think you would have known the that baby Groot even exists until this movie right because because the whole like baby Groot thing isn't addressed until the closing credits of Guardians 1 I don't think right so uh- yeah, it's yeah. well. The imp- well, it was implied. Well, you saw the oh, he's starting to regrow in the pot. Sure, um, but you didn't actually see it. But yeah. you didn't see them. You didn't see the da- you know the dancing scene to uh, um. I want you back. You didn't see that. So mm-hmm. the postcard scene. But you saw the oh, he's regrowing, and you saw the stick taking uh, getting a fa- vague face shape. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but and also um, it sort of gives us a hint to what's to come in volume three because of that closing credit scene where he becomes teenager uh, Groot, <laughs> um, and the closing credits of this one too. So might be seeing something in volume three you know oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's my comment of that yeah for the for the people who uh, are listening yeah, yeah, I, just, yeah. I, just, I just i just i just held up my big spoilers sign that i made <laughs> yeah yeah i just held up a card in front of the camera just now um <laughs> but, and i i might and this will become useful i think yeah definitely it will um that was that was gross when um when that, Dr- okay when that uh, to Captain Jack sorry yeah yeah so so when Drax just oozes out at the the creature of uh, like after it's defeated like that that was gross right like I, I but I love how like without thinking like intentionally gets swallowed by the creature because you know logically in his mind it makes sense to puncture it from the inside um instead of because it's too hard to do it on the outside. Even though if you take one second and pause to think about that, that makes no sense because it's the same, you know, it's the same tough skin on the inside, right? Like you just, it's like a congratulations, you played yourself moment, right? Like he has that mentality of like trying to get the job done, but he doesn't really, like he does stuff without thinking about it, you know? Like he doesn't think of the ramifications, Uh, I guess. He doesn't realize his, uh, that there's going to be ramifications necessarily because he's like, oh, he's supposed to be the straw that is basically the the stereotypical uh, barbarian role from an RPG of like, oh, he's just the 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 um the brutal like, oh, I'm gonna go smash the thing, mm-hmm. not the and and just like and let and let the I want to smash the thing, let these guys deal with the consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and also and also as Captain Jack remind us in the chat, he's Drax. Yeah. He everything literally yeah that's true yeah yeah well but that's not even an issue of him taking it literally it was just him like um analyzing something incorrectly you know (laughs) but um but yeah i don't know man um the sovereigns also like we keep mentioning them about the fact that they just have like a lot of gold on them and like 
you know, like to the point where they are head to toe in it. Like those creatures were kind of a little creepy to me. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I, felt, that was a, I felt a little weirded out by that. I guess it kind of reminded me of those like green body suits people would always wear around Halloween time or something. Morph suit. Yeah, the more suits. That's what it that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I it kind of reminded me of that a little bit in a way, but yeah, still kind of creepy to me. I don't know. Yeah. I always see I've yeah, I've always seen it as a uh well the sovereign were were established uh by Rocket, I think. Rocket or Gamora as they believe themselves to be perfect, and whether whether they do gold, they put gold in themselves to be per- because because they think they're perfect, or they think they're perfect because they have golden skin, uh, and you know could be or you know are always glistening. Doesn't matter. It's just one of those things where hey, I like it as a design trope, which is actually a fresh design. For, I actually wouldn't look this up. It's a fresh design for this film, not just not a uh, comic book, not an origin from a comic book. As oh, they're just a they're a well minor thing for volume three that's coming in, but uh for the character, but it just it's to show off, oh, these guys are gold has been shown in media to be a oh a sign of perfection or purity or whatever. So I see this as oh they as a design trope, also hinting on that without having to explicitly say it more than once. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. But here's I'm going to get into my uh, my problem with this particular uh, trope, right? Because here's my biggest problem with this entire movie. Quite literally, the the whole plot of this movie stems from the fact that Rocket made one decision of stealing some of their batteries. Literally, this whole movie doesn't happen if Rocket doesn't do that one thing. Right, like the sovereigns don't battle with the guardians. Ego doesn't have to save um, the guardians from all of their from all the sovereign ships. Like I don't, and I don't know why that rubs me the wrong way. Like I, I maybe I'm irrational in my thinking here, but 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 like but this movie, um, like the last Guardians movie, right? Like there were a lot of intricate plot lines. There were multiple stories being told. Like the whole entire. St- like you know, like like this the story was had so many different layers to it. This whole entire story hinges on one damn character keeping an item for himself when he's not supposed to. Like uh, explain to me why I'm wrong, Dolan. I'm sorry, give me a second. I'm just I had to think on this. Um I had it <laughs> man, I, I actually I had an answer to this, Will, honestly. It just it, it literally as soon as you asked the question, just whoo. <laughs> okay um uh arguably it could be said that ego was already on his way to like you know uh blurping and warping over to to where the guardians are sure i can i can yeah, accept yeah, that i can yeah I can it's argu- it's that. arguably he was already on the way to f- or find peter and he's like oh he, he said he already heard stories of oh a person that held uh, you know, an infinity stone in their hand and survived. And not only survived, but is still thriving without injury and heals quickly. Oh, he thinks, oh, this must be my kid. That, that you know, went, that was supposed to be grabbed by, as we find out later, supposed to be grabbed by a, a character. Um, And we later find, and so, so he hears about this. He, oh, he, he's probably learning, okay, they're flying an orange and blue ship and is hunting around for it. I mean, it's, and his here. Oh, they're last seen here, type of thing. And then, arguably, oh, he 
warps to where the ship is, and then he sees, oh, they're being attacked. Here, let me, let me and in his strategical mind, could be, oh, here, let me build up their trust by defending them. Yeah. Yeah, well, and and I guess that's kind of, because here's the thing, right? Like, Ego probably would have found Peter eventually without the fact that Rocket, um, you know, took the batteries and the Guardians are after them, right? Like, just the fact that Ego took out the, um, the Sovereigns' sort of battleships that were after the Guardians doesn't necessarily mean that he wouldn't have found Peter, you know what I mean? And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the problem I have with this. And it's because, like, I just, I, there's something about that where, like, and we'll talk about this later because they show up in the closing credit scene, which I think implies that they will have some role in volume three. And again, it all stinges from this, from Rocket making one selfish decision. Like, like that's not like good storytelling to me. That's just, oh, Rocket made a, um, made a bad decision. And now the whole story relies on w- one bad decision that one character made. I don't know. Like I, something about that. I don't like, I don't know. I can see your point, but I I can see your point. And there might be stuff that I miss personally that led itself more to that is like, that's the cause. But I was, I was interpreted as, as, as I said, ego defended him, defended them to build trust and, you know, and a couple other things. Who knows? There might be a, what there, what if, uh, what if the batteries never stolen or, yeah, uh, no, episode. that could that could be a good yeah. what if series. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is a what. If, well, there's the series what if. That's literally this point. Uh, and that's on Disney Plus. It's literally this point of like, what if? It's either you know either one small detail like what if Peggy, uh, uh, either take the formula to be the super soldier, to th- to major things like oh what if, so and so was picked. What if? Yeah, I can say this. It's that episode's been out. It's not, a, it's not a spoiler for anything. One of the episode's titles is "What If uh, T'Challa Became Star Lord?" Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. actually, I would say that's actually actually you've seen after this film everything you need to watch that episode. Okay, yeah, no, and we've talked about I that. Wa- I've, we've talked about this series before, yeah, and and I definitely. The, the Marvel What If series is definitely not only a series that you can probably watch out of order, but like you were, but like you're saying now, like yeah, because I've seen Black Panther and I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, and it sounds like those are the only prerequisites for watching that particular episode. I think I might have to watch that now. That's what I, what I like about the series. For your case, Willie, is that a lot of this this show is literally okay. You just gotta make sure you have somebody who knows can tell you. Okay, you can watch this episode. Watch this episode. Right. The only mm-hmm. the only the only one you have to watch for that series to watch in order are the last two episodes. You have to watch or three episodes, two or three episodes. You have to watch in that order just because there is a plot line at the end. Sure, sure. But because you know they have to do that. But it's like, it, mm-hmm. but it's you can watch those any order it's actually actually you can watch the zombies up no have you, have you done ant-man yet no we have not remember. done ant-man yet no yeah once you do the ant-man, ant-man episode we got to get you to watch uh um to do watch the zombies episode that was a fun one yeah yeah for sure and yeah, yeah. no we'll, we'll definitely uh i'll definitely watch some of those for sure um but yeah. uh but there was another thing that i had a, a little bit of a problem with and Dylan, I think you had the same kind of problem with this too when we were in the watch party. I know there's definitely someone that also had this issue where, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit here, but when Baby Gru has to start the ticking bomb 
to blow up the, you know, the nucleus, the core, the heart, whatever you want to call it, of Ego. If pushing the button on the right of that remote control immediately kills everyone and you the second you press it, why is it programmed into the remote? Like, why program it there in the first place? You know, like, yeah. I that seems illogical to me. Yeah. I saw this uh, this point of yours, and I had to think about this. Uh, do you want the there's the in-universe reason I think, and then there's the script written reason. Okay. Which one do you want first? Uh, we'll go with the script reason. Script reason for that funny scene of where where uh, Rocket and Groot go. So you see this button? There's a button right yeah. here. <laughs> press this one to start. Flip these two switches and press this and start a timer. However, you press this yeah. one, you die. Don't read it back to me. Yeah, I no, and, and I will admit I am that Groot. scene. I will admit that I, scene was funny, right? Yeah, still, yeah. I still, I still think it's stupid though that that, okay, in, that it's programmed there. <laughs> but yeah, in, in 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 universe, I have two thoughts on that. Okay, it, it, you you saw you know Rat, Rocket had this his bag of looted tricks, uh, so you saw that bag he was had on his he had, you know he's, he's always carrying with them, and he you know he wrapped the 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 analax batteries, um, with it and stuck you know random switches it could be one of those like okay all he had was this, this random switch from uh the control panel of the ship and how he had to wire it up to get it to work at all was oh you had the timer bit here but you also have the switch here that you had to you had to ground some way to make it you know immediately click and i could see this being work electronically no pro- this can be kind of this because electronics can be kind of finicky sometimes with ground wires but i can also see this being a method of oh he did this as a he did this as a oh we're in the middle of uh we're in the center of the um trying to think uh, of the uh, word. yeah I, I i don't know exactly yeah. I, I couldn't figure out what it was yeah. either but yeah i, I know yeah what you're but anyway uh, yeah ego. yeah mm-hmm. yeah instead of the heart brain rever anyway we're here we're surrounded it's the last issue effort this is like a last you know the last effort is like we have to sacrifice ourselves to save the universe I'm going. Mm. This is gonna be. This is his last last ditch effort. Uh, yeah, like, like the, you don't want to push the, the, that, that button unless it's absolutely necessary. Type of situation. Yeah, unless it becomes the. Uh, you know, we gotta. So we gotta do. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. To uh, yeah. uh, to uh, to 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 use a phrase from the military, the nuclear option. You know, <laughs> like yeah. that's always that's all that's what that is essentially, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, yeah. So. Uh, ego's storyline speaking of ego um was very interesting um you know to start off with of course i mentioned the flashback at the very beginning of this film and i will admit it took me a little bit to um put the two and to put two and two together to realize that those were peter's parents at the start of this film um and I love how Peter like has the skepticism skepticism uh, at first, like no way this is my father. Like, and he has every right to be, you know, questioning everything about this. Right. And if, and here's the thing, if you think about it, this is sort of Marvel's version of Luke, I'm your father. I mean, not really the same, um, same exact concept, but like, but this is the, this is Marvel's Luke, I'm your father moment. Right. Uh, it can be, yeah. The, like the protagonist, uh, um, I, I, see, I see it as more of like, oh yeah, it's just, you know, this new character, you know, saying, hey, I'm your dad type of thing rather than a, you know, I am your father. Cause in yeah, that case, for it, sure. was a, it, it was two, 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 two movies setting up to be, oh, this big bad evil guy that, you know, was thought to have killed his father. 
Oh, actually, it's his father. Spoiler alert for a movie that, you know, it's been troped as the spoiler alert. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But anyway, but anyway, uh, yeah, the king of spoiler alerts. But anyway, yeah, I see this more of a as more of a someone trying to find their, uh, find, uh, you know, the family type thing. Yeah. Just trying to find or, their roots. Or, more. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or yeah. Or, e- or, or alternatively, ego trying to do his plans. And he's like, OK, I got to build up trust with this person rather yeah. than discourse, but- which is what uh, Vader was trying to do in that scene of like of trying to try to bring him over to his side yeah mm-hmm. by saying oh no uh obi-wan lied to you obi-wan yeah. is the one mm-hmm. yeah because you know obi-wan but also like, but also it. ego is kind of um i, I don't know I, I he's kind of i feel like he's kind of more embellishing more than he is lying per se because he's not oh, technically yeah. really lying but but yeah he's oh, definitely yeah, like, embellishing he, stuff a lot yeah, so the, ego in this character was a it was a embellishing like, for, like you, you could like, almost like, say oh, he had I'm, an ego <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, probably uh, why he was named that. <laughs> ego is a the living plant is an actual character. The comic books, which I think has I think I had much from the he's one of those characters that's like more of a Fantastic Four villain. Mm, okay. So and I'm not as I am not as familiar with Fantastic Four, so Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's very ego from my understanding he's very like an egotistical, like I'm better than you and I have the power to Yeah. Well, it, I mean, he, I mean, if you, th- but I mean, to a certain extent, I understand why. Cause he, like, this whole idea of him being like a planet, like, but he's also a human, like, it, it's, that was a little hard to wrap my mind around a uh, little bit. Like, I, it, I understand that that's, you know, like, I, I understood it at the end, but it still was hard to wrap my, my mind around it. Like, he is the planet. And, you know, apparently he keeps saying how he's immortal. Except for the uh, fact that the guardians absolutely obliterate him, so I don't yeah. know if I don't think he was as immortal as he said he was. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more of yeah. It's one of those moments of like, oh yeah, he's that uh, you know he has the you know he's the planet is conscious there, and why he has to keep going back, he has to be on the planet to like recharge batteries, but he can project this at physical avatar that's again, as you said, basically a human in mm-hmm. all uh, in all uh, you know physical aspects uh, you say a human is you know heart lungs reproductive system whatever um has that yeah absolutely but uh but easily the two most crazy lines of the whole movie come from ego and we find out that ego not only had multiple children with peter's mom um that you know like well and what's crazy is he um that he had multiple children with peter's mom and because they didn't have the same sort of what he called eternal qualities that Peter had, Ego basically just, you know, tossed them all to the side and literally killed them. And he and which is what that stack of skulls was that um, Gamora found in that um, in that cave or whatever. And so he's killed a lot of children. Not to like that was terrifying. Not to mention the fact that Ego was also the one responsible for giving his wife and um, a.k.a. Peter's mom the tumor that killed her. Like, yeah, that is heartbreaking, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you definitely saw the moment in Peter's eyes of the 
oh, you killed the one person I care about. You right? Just, yeah, you just, I would you, be pissed. You, I would be pissed you, too. Yeah. 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 You just ended all goodwill I've had with you, and I'm gonna fucking kill your ass. Type of part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the addicted language. No, yeah, I mean that, no, that was that was the energy in that scene of like he loved his mom. Yeah. He, he uh-huh. ran away at the beginning. He had uh, he, uh, he, devotion to his mom for like a phrase, and this this happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, but, it, yeah, and I I think Peter has every right to be pissed in that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and for just a reason because you were, and because the reason you you were afraid to go back because you knew you would because you knew if you went back you would because you because it's actually heavily hinted. It's actually said it's not several kids with Peter's mom. It's several kids with different women throughout the galaxy. Throughout oh, the oh, yeah, so it's not just and, oh, okay. it's it's, I, I, it's not it's not Peter's it's not just Peter the kid, Peter specifically, it's pr- it's one of those situations where oh the maybe the human race is the it was the key to get that Got it. Okay. the perfect mix because because if you yeah, saw I guess, the I, guess if, I missed if, that if, detail so yeah, yeah yeah if you rewatch if you rewatch it uh, in that scene where they see where he tells the story of how he had multiple kids with multiple multiple women okay uh, each woman that he's making out with is a different race that we've seen throughout the Guardians films or throughout interesting whatever okay. like, you, you, like you see one of the like the one I can remember you see one of the the pink ladies that uh, uh the same species that the, the grand that not grandmaster sorry taskmaster uh had as a as a servant assistant whatever you want to call that position mm-hmm. so yeah so he had that you know you saw one of those you saw one of these Andarians you saw it's a, you you had several kids with that. Still, really, as Kurt Russell, but you know that's <laughs> yeah. I but mean, anyway, yeah. So that yeah. that's what yeah, that's what yeah. I mean, here's the here's the one thing we do know about ego, though, is that he may be um his own self. Like he he's also a person, but he's also a world. But one thing he did confirm: he does in fact have a penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That line, okay, that line. No matter how many times I hear it, is is just like. I just laugh at because it it's like it's a super serious scene. It's not to talk about. Oh yeah, and Dra- yeah. yeah. And then, and then Drax just says the question. Like he says, "Oh, I had you know, I had, I had you with your mom." Drax says the question. Drax says the question. We're all thinking. Says, "Do you have a penis?" <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Drax, I do indeed have a penis. <laughs> probably, uh, probably the most iconic moment of this movie. And um, and Dolan, you're probably going to have to help me a little bit when it comes to this particular um, aspect because I'm because again, it's one of those situations I'm still kind of wrapping my head around. But essentially, ego, from what I understand, ego is basically showing quote unquote, showing Peter eternity kind of, and like how he is immortal, just like he is quote unquote. And because of that, he can, he, he basically tells him, you know, you can manifest into whatever you want. And way early on in the movie, there's this seemingly throwaway line where Peter mentions Pac-Man. But, but it turns out that line was very important because he literally becomes a version of Pac-Man as he's destroying ego, like that is absolutely incredible, oh, yeah. right? I, the call ba- the callbacks in this film are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that yeah, was and, usually yeah. one of the best ones. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's one of, again. We learn later in the in the the Eternals that the the Celestials are extremely powerful beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're like, and they they even touch up on like, okay, why they are that powerful? Yeah, and I guess we um, sort of get a little I, bit of I, a I, taste I, of that in this one too. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, 
for why. <laughs> yeah. But uh Yeah, spoilers. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, again, spoilers for why, but it's just like uh yeah, you learn why they're that powerful and you know, if you have that amount of power, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be able to create and destroy. And there's tons of theories that are out there that are not that I'm not gonna buy that I don't quite understand, but basically are sent on to Yeah. Yeah, it, it's on, it, yeah, it's on the level of, you know, like trying to, you know, explain something like explaining the unexplainable in some ways, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I could I could understand that. So, yeah. And who, and yeah. sometimes you don't need a reason. You can just say, oh, he's just a powerful being that just has the power yeah, to do yeah. whatever. Yeah, you just need to have a yeah, reason like, other yeah, than it's like um, it's like, why does he have lasers? Because lasers are freaking cool. <laughs> That's yeah. the reason. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or for star for like ninety percent of Star Wars costume, uh, the original Star Wars costume design was oh, this is either in the back of a set that we got from a Doctor Who that we got for cheap because it was on Doctor Who, uh, literally for the one of the bounty hunter scenes, or this little bobble that's on the jacket is on there because the designer thought it looked cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like, like yeah, like the Grand Moff Tarkin. Like, uh, you saw him in episode four, Grand Moff Tarkin. His uh, like the little packet that was on his uh, the like the red and blue things, mm-hmm. literally a a like a, a thing of Dayquil. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to I want to talk about Yondu because uh, this is this this is an interesting story arc. I think like his story is kind of interesting this time around in this second movie. Um, he's kind of fallen down in status a little bit from the last movie. Like he's no longer kind of the head honcho in charge anymore. Like he was last time, which I thought it was weird that he was like the first time we meet him, he's in what I can only describe is some sort of strip club with all of these like weird sort of like, it's a brothel. Will. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Brothel, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but I, I'm still scratching my head as to why he ended up there of all places. But anyway, um, cause but, he wanted, he wanted the bang will. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he wasn't getting much action anyway, but sure. Okay, fine. But, uh, but, uh, Sylvester Stallone, AKA, um, stock car. Am I saying that? Sakar. Right? Uh, Sakar. Yeah. He, he arrives and he basically, um, is demoting Yondu. Like he's basically, um, He's basically been demoted in status, right? Like, if we're thinking in terms of, like, the corporate ladder, quote-unquote, structure, you know, uh, Stakar is kind of like the CEO of the Ravagers, and Yandu is kind of like the president. That's kind of the best way I can describe it, basically. Like, not just demoted, by the way, though. Like, he's been exiled from the Ravagers entirely, period. Well, it's one of those things where uh, the Ravagers aren't one big organization, Sure, they are. They are like they're you know they're an organization, but there's a hundred different. That's actually the number they gave is there's a hundred different you know sub groups of them, a hundred different ships that are underneath their ladder. Yeah, all head by their own. How that's like you know yes, there's you know one you know one overarching main yeah, and governing board. Yeah, that be yeah, because Sakar Sakar and his group of people that you saw on the toward the end of the film. Yeah. But it's basically, yeah, one big, big president. But there's like all the captains of the ships run basically autonomously. They just, they just have a code that's kind of mm. like a pirate code. Okay, pirate Th- code then is, maybe yeah. let me amend my uh, my um, analogy. Then um, Stakar is the president. Yandu is sort of a vice president of one division. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's yeah, a better um, explanation. He's a captain I guess. Of, yeah, he's a captain of a ship that runs underneath these. Think military. Think military. Like military organizations. Like yeah, you have the like the. 
the you know joint services, but then you also have you know each individual ship has its own captain, its own sub captain, its own whatever mm-hmm. that uh, run their ships pretty about decisions. They just they have a ro- they have rules as a thing. Like, hey, one of the main rules they say is why end you got thing is you don't traffic children. You can do drugs. You can do what you can do weapons. You can do whatever. <laughs> you don't harm innocents. That yeah. is the, the and that's what causes in and it's been hinted at like. And he actually said, it's like, Yondu's been doing this for a while. That's where Ego, um, uh, Ego has gotten all those, got, how Ego got all those other kids. He, yeah. Ego didn't, Ego, Ego, Peter's the only one that Ego went and picked up himself. Yeah. Because and that, Yondu, in, Yondu's picked up every other kid since then. Yeah. Well, and that's, yeah, and like, that's, that was crazy when I, because I had to find that out by like reading other stuff. When I read that, I was like, oh God, <laughs> you know, like that was just, an insane moment when i heard that like what <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and then you know and that's why and that, that's also why uh stallone at the end says yeah you know you uh you know you're a uh says to the brothel people like yeah you're a you're a main thing of ice and well guess what you just dealt with the wrong people and now uh you are now blacklisted from us good luck yep. surviving from <laughs> good luck from surviving from the main if not biggest mm-hmm criminal vice seeking people it's like you're lost 89 percent of your customer base or 99 percent of your customer base yeah es- essentially yondu just got canceled essentially is what and just happened <laughs> more, so, more so persona non grata with an organization well yeah Canc- sure no yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah it's the same yeah anyway it's, it's same thing just different yeah different, different power, approach, power i guess it. yeah different mm-hmm. different different power behind it yeah yeah for sure because he's not like he's like no one will deal with them. He's just like yeah, the people you used to used to associate with, and there's like isn't that like yeah, if you die with valor in it, you get the like a like a return like a cult, big cultural funeral and big cultural thing as we saw at the end. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, so, we're, we, yeah we're jumping and a little all the things. Ahead. Yeah, we're sorry. jumping a little yeah, bit. Sorry, ahead. sorry, but, it's uh, so funny, but yeah, yeah, but, uh, the revenge uh, thing. Yeah, well, because the sovereigns come back to and um and and get uh and basically talk to Yadu. Which side note, I that was a that was a funny scene where like you know I I I just have to imagine it's like oh it's beneath the liter to step on the snow like how dare you you know it's like because it's got like you you have to roll out this red carpet and they have trouble rolling it out. And it just so happens to end right where, um, right where uh, Yandu is, which I thought was funny. <laughs> yeah, but, got stuck. In the, got stuck because the, the wheel wasn't. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. Anyway, I digress. So, but we talk, but the the sovereigns, which we talked about earlier, um, are basically yeah, they're after the guardians uh, at this point, and they, from what I understand, they kind of the sovereigns bring them the assignment, um, Yandu and his crew, the assignment of capturing the guardians, right? But Yandu doesn't want to capture Peter in particular, which sort of makes his crewmates sort of turn on him a little bit, and like they they get upset with him and they throw him and Rocket in this sort of jail cell, which poor rocket getting stuck in in behind a jail cell for the second time again in a guardians movie um and uh yeah uh, that that was insane also i love that scene where baby Groot is trying his hardest to get that device that uh that yandu needs from taser face and having to go back and forth a bunch of times at one point lugging like very huge items for them to look at and being like no sorry man <laughs> no, no, that's a desk that's an eye. <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah. 
So, yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, but but do I have that right about um about them kind of just like turning on Yandu because that's what it felt like to me. It, yeah, it's definitely one of those like yeah, no, uh, they had just lost their honor or have been made, you know, lost their their status within the organization. Mm-hmm. Yandu, they're so, so they're all pissed at Yandu. Like, yeah, you made us also persona persona non grata by falling underneath you. You're angry at you, and then sovereign turning, and then it's like yeah, no one's gonna work with us really. You're turning down actual work. You're turning down actual money being brought in. Why? Oh, yeah. It's not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, and seemingly because he's got like this soft spot for uh for Peter, right, or for Star Lord, you know. Yeah. Well, Peter could fit in the small spaces. <laughs> well, yeah. True. I guess that's the case. Yeah. Um. Also, I did find it kind of funny that Rocket this whole time assumed that Yandu was Peter's father. I thought that was hilarious because. I have to say, like that, 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 like, because that's probably that's probably a fair assumption. I have to say, right? Because I'm pretty sure I was probably thinking that while I was watching the first Guardians one movie. So I could see where I could see where Rocket would have that confusion, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, leads into the discussion of again what, what I see, you know, say is the main plot of this film, uh, or is found family versus family by blood. Yeah. And yeah, and it's one of those things where it's heavily, you know, you see some throughout all the characters really of just like even mantis we meet for the first time in this film you meet you know it's like these are people that like yeah they might have uh helped contribute to your birth but who really raised you who taught you how to you know how to how to grow up and be a be a, an adult or be a be a functional person and ego wasn't there ego it was there for his own selfish reasons. However, Yondu, mm-hmm. arguably, may not be in the best way, but we see Peter how to shoot and defend himself. Which, when you're in space and rough places, you need to defend yourself in this situation, in this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you're, he taught him how to shave. I think it was also shown. He taught him how to he be an adult and taught him how to do be be you know functional. Yeah, for sure. Oh, well. Well, functional for Star Lord, but you know. Well, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, but then you also see, like, oh, you see, uh, Drax find you know he lost his whole family due to Thanos, as, as expressed the first movie. Right. We right. see, we see Drax learn, like, oh, these guys around me, and actually Rocket too. These guys around me that are you know these five Yahoos that I travel with. Yeah, like those are my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, and to that very uh, point, you know, like the fact that. Um, I thought the movie executed this one thing very well because I think it's fair to say that in Guardians 1, Yandu was kind of this, you know, tough, kind of soulless, I won't say villain, but I'll say anti-hero, right? Like he's he's trying to make life hard for the for the Guardians in the first movie, like to the point where um where Peter basically tricks him at the end of Guardians 1, right? However, what this movie did a fantastic job of doing um, was basically, for lack of a better term, they kind of humanized Yondu, kind of like that. You made um, it made you have these feelings for Yondu that you perhaps might not have had in the first Guardians movie, so that when he does, you know, tragically not um, make it back to the ship and freezes to death in space, like you, like you're gut wrenched when that happens, and you're so sad that that his character is gone and like the 180 that that they were able to pull off with his character i think is absolutely amazing 
Yeah, yeah. From starting off this film with him just like, oh, I, he only kept me because I fed him small spaces. He only fed me because I was I was good to help him commit crime. No, he he saw something like he uh, Yandu when he's like down in his like deepest darkest place. Confessed to the rockets like, uh, yeah, he was that the him helping me steal crap was a benefit, but mm-hmm. I saw so I saw something in Peter. I helped. I saw him. Um. I I saw someone saw me in him, and he's just like I wanted. I didn't want to turn that over because I know because he knew what happened to yeah. so many others. Yeah, that that scene was definitely put in there, like to have people like <laughs> it's like you it's know like, that oh, meme. I'm crying in the club right now, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole like, oh, don't make me cry. Don't make me yeah, cry. Yeah, right. This comedy no, film. And, well, and that's so disappointing now that we presumably won't get michael rooker in the third movie now like that sucks man you know yeah i think there are hints of him coming back for like flashbacks or something but i'm not sure. yeah that. that could be true yeah that i mean i wouldn't be surprised who, if that's if they did something like that yeah but, but either um, way we'll, like, we'll I, actually I, get into our predictions of uh volume three in a moment here but uh but yeah so um yeah were you gonna make a volume three prediction sorry <laughs> uh no uh no not that it's uh i'm gonna think on that I gotta think. Okay. I gotta think about predictions for volume three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, while you're doing that, I'll talk about um, um, this this other character, uh, Nebula. So Nebula, like we mentioned at the beginning, like she's the sister that was captured by the Guardians. You know, daughter of one of the daughters of Thanos, and um, you know, but she, and she's been on this Guardian ship pretty much the entire time. And what what I can gather from her character is that she's not really enemies with the Guardians, or at least she becomes a Guardian's ally in a way, you know, and and is actively not a foe halfway through the story when she helps Rocket fend off the Ravagers. But then, like, she says that she wants to kill Thanos, but not only that, she wants to kill her sister. Like, Like, her main objective, like, her main grievance is with her sister and Thanos at this point, right? Which I think is why... You could say that she's kind of switched sides and is now on the good side of things, I guess, now. And, you know, kind of her main problem throughout this movie is her sister who, you know, is like, it's a classic case of, you know, she gets all the attention from Daddy Thanos. So her issue is only with Gamora specifically, you know, and, you know, safe to say, I think she's just a little jealous of her sister, which I think is what it kind of boils down to at the end of the day. Sorry, the phrase "Daddy Thanos" just threw me off. For a second. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I'm not wrong. Though. It's, it's 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 correct. It's just that word has become changed. <laughs> anyway, to getting back on topic before brain short circuit there. Um, uh, yeah, she's definitely as it's like yeah. You, every time you beat me, Thanos cha- ripped apart, painfully ripped apart. Uh, part of me and changed it and changed it and changed it and so she's not sure who she where she begins and where the machines end or something like that and yeah. uh yeah so it's like she is trauma from the from you know the abuse from that but but gamora never got that because gamora always won so she's her goal which she got to see is she wanted to you know defeat uh defeat gamora and anar in a real fight Right, just to, to prove to herself that that um she can fight, mm-hmm. and yeah. so yeah, the jealousy yeah. is 
yeah, the jealousy is definitely real in that uh, in that environment. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, we're, let's let's go ahead and uh, go. Uh, we're we're running out of time here, so let's go ho- over and rapid fire a little bit of these things. But before we, so we before we get into our predictions for the volume three movie, I wanted to talk about some sort of little things that I noticed. Um, first one is that the aspect ratio was changing throughout this movie. Um, I point and I pointed it out during the watch party. And if I remember correctly from the watch party, that had to do with the fact that there were some there there were only some scenes shot in IMAX for this movie. Do I do I have that right? I I remember it was like some sort of special format that only some of them were shot in. I am not as familiar with that set of things. Uh, From my understanding, it was uh, from the from what I've heard from I think it was BK, but also Captain Jack. They yeah. had said that part of the scenes, part, some of the scenes were shot on IMAX cameras to get that wider aspect ratio to get a more depth of field. Right. Field yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and, others it, were, others were still filmed on like the four by three, I think four by three traditional cameras. To yeah. Get just more, we get the more, you know, the, yeah, the, the, I will the say it did, shots. it did take me out of the story a little bit because I did notice it going throughout the film. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't have that eye for that kind of detail. So I, yeah, I guess it depends I, I, on the person I, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. For for me, like when I, I'll just say this for now, when I watch movies, I'm not necessarily looking at, you know, the whole screen. I'm looking at, you know, at, you know, face or background or yeah. face or background. That, that's just an AD, my ADHD thing. Well, yeah. And to be fair, it wasn't that noticeable, but it was definitely, I definitely noticed it at points. And I was like, uh, um, like it was like halfway through, I realized, oh, wait, that's a different aspect ratio. That's weird. You know, like, it was just one of those things I noticed. Um, final thing I want to mention, uh, Peter's Walkman getting destroyed in this movie, but he finally gets an upgrade, Wermel. They give him a Zune. Is that really an upgrade? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, some would say it was an upgrade. I mean, that Zune has to appear in Volume 3, right? It's got to, right? <laughs> I'm trying to think if it was... Probably. Yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to think of, like, was it Zune? Yeah, you know, in the other Avengers movies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it shown? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> just, just flips over to the other side, question mark? <laughs> yeah, uh, on the side of the uh, card. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah no, that's, uh, I, that's hilarious, though. It's like he goes from one outdated format to the other, I guess. I guess that was pro- what yeah. they were trying to do, yeah, because the Zoom was definitely out by 2017, for sure. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, but I love the, uh, I love the, uh, the, or, yeah, I love the line. Actually, by 2014, the movie was said it was probably out. But, uh, yeah, I, I love, I love the line that he says is one of his last lines while he's beating the shit out of, out of his dad. Mm-hmm. It's just, you killed my mom. And my suit and my Walkman. And my Walkman, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom first, then a Walkman. The two things. Also, you know also, they about. couldn't get a license to um, from Apple to you to use the iPod. I, don't, I, mean, I think right. I, I, th- I think it's funnier for the Zoom because that's yeah, early I guess so, that, yeah. It's <laughs> early two thousand, so it makes the punch from you know it makes that punch just as funny. It's because it, it raises the same questions of like is. Space computers compatible with Zoom <laughs> loading software? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's. I definitely... mean, or or is space charging compatible with Zoom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. 
All right. Uh, uh, I me- I mentioned it earlier. Oh yeah, Zoom was released November two thousand six. This continued June twenty twelve. Yeah. So yeah, it was long long after even twenty fourteen. Yeah. So so yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, I mentioned it earlier because the whole reason I'm going over Guardians Volume Two now is a- is anti- in anticipation of Volume Three. And what's great about um, Volume Three not coming out is that both Dolan and I get to speculate uh, on this movie. So um... <laughs> <laughs> prepping the card, Will. Yeah, Sorry. prepping the card. Yeah. So uh, I have to. I have to guess here that for Volume Three, we ha- um, because I think. If I'm not mistaken, they have said that this is the last Guardians movie. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. James have- James Gunn has said that Guardians Three is the last, at least Guardians film following Star Lord, Gamora, Drax, uh, uh, Groot, and Rocket. Yeah, this, I mean, yeah, and I, guess, and I guess that doesn't mean that they couldn't appear in other Marvel movies. Well, I suppose, but well, well, a little well, not at this point. They did they did show. At the end of the postcard scene, they did show what were the original comics Guardians, which was this uh, Stallone's crew that you saw. Oh, okay, yeah. Which, yeah, and so there's there's rumors of okay, let's bring these guys back to do a show of their own, either a show or a movie of their own, because they have you know, they, because they said, oh, we're we're bringing the back the band back together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, but um, but, but here's my prediction. So. I think we have to see Peter and Gamora's relationship come to some conclusion in volume three. Like we have to have, I feel like we have to have that closure. If this is indeed the last guardians film being made, like, and I thought it could, because I thought it was a little weird that Peter's romantic interest in Gamora was quote unquote exposed in the, in this second movie by, you know, cause egos alien servant mantis like had that little emotion trick which, which was a funny line. It's like saying like that Peter is, I think they said Peter was horny or something to that effect. And romantic. Everyone, yeah. Or yeah. Romantic or something. Yeah. But everyone was laughing at Peter for it. But in my mind, I'm like, wasn't that pretty obvious from the last guardians movie? I thought that was pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Peter wasn't very subtle about it. And it's yeah. definitely, I, I thought at the end of this film, they kind of like did a, yeah, let's, you know, I kind of like you do that. I thought that was kind of a shown, but I might have missed that. Yeah, and but, uh, other, but, but and other and other than to answer that, like that's the second part of your question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God, God dang it! <laughs> Is it just because there's more about their story in in the Avengers movies? Is that why? Well, uh, I'll say this and leave it at that. Okay. Well, you could just just say fine, fine, just, fine. just say just yes, say yes yeah. or no. Just say well, yes we, or no. We see more of their of their of of their story in the well, uh, of their story of their relationship story. Not not saying if it's a romantic relationship or just relationship. I'm saying relationship in the okay two two people within the same orbit of each other. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So okay. Fair enough then. But yeah, okay. But that's my prediction is we're going to have to see some sort of like their relationship is going to have to come to a point in volume three. That's my prediction. Another thing I think, I think we're going to see Mantis make a return um, in volume three because her and Drax also have, you know, some sort of thing going on there at the end. And they, and she kind of like joins their crew kind of at the end too. So like, I feel like she has to make an appearance in volume three. But, Um. 
but we'll see. She'll probably, she'll probably be there. But yeah, yeah, I can see. I can see. I don't see why not, but from what I've seen, but then I haven't seen yeah. the holiday special, so who knows? Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, she might be in the holiday special. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, well, I, if, I thought she was in the trailer for the holiday special. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I didn't see the trailer, so I don't know. But and um, you should, and you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But uh, so, the Sovereigns will absolutely be returning in the next movie because if you were paying attention to the closing credits, you would have you not only would have seen a bunch of lines in the credits change from I am Groot to the people's names, which I thought was funny. But more importantly, we we get like sort of a teaser that they are coming for the Guardians in that last little um, credit sequence. So absolutely, uh, the Sovereigns will have some sort of story in volume three. For sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They tease that they tease a major character in the in the uh, galactic and uh, Marvel uh, world. I'm saying galactic being you know any, anything yeah, that's space, MCU, which, is, yeah. which, mm-hmm. which is what they've actually called this. Is like they had the galactic arc, they had the terrestrial arc, and they had the street level arc. Mm-hmm. So terrestrial is like or terrestrial is like the the Avengers, the big big threats. Street level is like Daredevil, uh, certain other characters. Um. You know, once that okay, like this, you don't need somebody who with godlike powers to defeat them. You just need somebody with street smarts. Sure, sure. And then, and then, Galactic is anything in space. Uh, and so, definitely the they've they've teased that limited characters, Adam Warlock. Oh yeah, the, okay. Which they have already cast is uh, well, actually, it's another tease. It's just straight up. They say, yeah, it's Adam. He's a golden boy. He's the golden, literally the golden hero that's been the comics since big things. Yeah. Uh, so I just make sure Jack's not telling me, giving me a big spoiler warning. But yeah, Adam Warlock being played by Will Poulter. Yeah, man, for sure. Which is which is kind of cool to see because it's one yeah. of those he because he was known for playing kind of the dorky, ugly character in in like uh, uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. He played the character. He played a char- uh, the kind of ugly, dorky character in. Um, you know, he was typecast that role for so for so long when he was younger, and Adam Warlock is supposed to be. The charismatic, like a better, I'm just gonna say it. The charismatic, sexy boy that that literally has everyone melting in the palm of his hand mm-hmm. because he's just so he's just you know whatever character. So yeah, it's kind of cool yeah. seeing seeing him. And from what we've seen, it's like yeah, no, Will Poulter's post puberty has grown up to be that to be like you know <laughs> yeah be that way of like you know what yep that that yep that's a that's a fitting character for Adam for Warlock. So it's yeah. like it's, so, it's 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 kind of cool to see. And I yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. uh so real quick, yeah. So real quick, do you have any predictions for Volume Three, uh, Dolan, or or do they all or, or are they do they all have to do with spoilers? Oh, <laughs> well, I say one of my non-spoiler traits. Okay. Uh, I definitely it's, it's I mean it's definitely it's based on some stuff that we've seen, but it's we're going to see a lot more of Rocket's backstory, which we haven't touched on much. We know oh, he's got like yeah. cy- we know he's been cybernetically enhanced. Sure, we know that was established in the first film. Okay. You saw you said both straight up said by uh Nova uh, John C. Riley's character when they were doing the him getting them into into the kiln, the pre processing mm-hmm. the processing of the kiln, like, oh he's a this is uh Rocket, uh looks just like a Terran raccoon, uh cybernetically enhanced by someone, we don't know who. Uh and you then you saw him when he was in the kiln take after that shower, you saw the the metal spikes and stuff on his back. Mm-hmm. And also, he looks like a raccoon, and you can build big guns with yeah, and, and repair like a like their spaceship in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, why is he that way? I definitely want to see yeah. that. Maybe, maybe we'll see more. 
Hmm. So you want um, more rockets, more of rockets backstory in this one. Interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Rockets, a, rockets, an awesome character. In, in yeah. Any media. I, I want to see. It definitely could I, be a mini series also too, you know? So, oh yeah. But the rate that Disney, yeah. So yeah. I also want to see, yeah, I also want to see, um, uh, I want to see more of, uh, I want to see more Drax, uh, being basically a big a big brother to Mantis. Okay. Yeah, I did because that's kind of the I saw their their relationship. Yeah, it wasn't romantic. It was just like, yeah, I am your big brother. I'm basically I Drax saying, "Oh, you little squishy thing, I got, yeah. must protect must protect the squishy thing." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's sure. like you were. It's like you were small and innocent. Do not uh do must protect. Yeah, interesting. Well, uh, after we cover Endgame, we'll have to we'll have to circle back around the uh, predictions again because I feel like I might have more predictions after I see Infinity War and Endgame. So, right. But uh, but yeah, that's and, uh, that's going to be cool that we get when we uh, get to that movie because yeah, we're, I, I our plan right now is to cover Volume Three. Like, I'm I'm going to go see it in theaters. Yeah, you're going to see it in theaters, and then like yeah, in, in, yeah, in the next uh, few days after that, we're going to talk about it. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I was, I wanted to discuss you with that again. Dates for me are a little up in the air from I'll see it, but I definitely want to be like, okay, within like a day or two of, of you, watching of it. Seeing yeah, it. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then, yeah, for sure, yeah, absolutely, and I, yeah, so. and, and yeah, it's it's May fifth is the actual release date, and mm-hmm. I have to be out of the yeah. We'll figure out date. We can do planning dates a little close, but yeah, May fifth is the release date. I plan on seeing it at least that weekend. Yep. Yeah. No, that, and that, that's I, gonna be fun. It, that's gonna be fun. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. So yeah, and, and we can we'll, uh, can discuss and we can discuss that a little bit closer. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll yeah. have some time to talk about that for sure. So yeah. uh, real quick, uh, what's your final rating uh, for this movie, Dolan? Uh, thumbs up, <sighs> thumbs down. Definitely a thumbs up. Uh, mm-hmm. I again, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say now it's not two thumbs up like the first one, but it's like one and a half. I, it was fun. Um, I definitely think the music, the again, as I, even though I just praise the music, I think I think the music from the first one was better. Mm-hmm. And and but I think that the both were I think I like the music the music from the first one, and I but and but both were used just as equally appropriately in the scenes they're at, right? And mm-hmm. it's just in some of the music I didn't recognize that's so threw me off a little bit, but it's like sure. I and then it's like some of the comedic beats were a little bit weird, and again some of the the again the plant like not how the hell did someone not notice this plant? <laughs> yeah, right. In yeah, thirty four mm-hmm. years. Yeah, I still, I'm still kind of figuring, I'm still figuring that out. Yeah, I'm still yeah. trying to figure that so out. So there's, there's some plot holes in there that kind of takes me out of it a little bit. But sure. all in all, it's still, it's a, it's a Guardians film. You get yeah after, and I definitely say after have seen after had seen when I first had seen it, after having two very serious, very like, you know, crap has hit the fan, and not just the crap has hit the fan, but crap was getting real. Mm-hmm we need to have some comedy to lighten up out of this. It was needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And yeah, and it yeah, was great. Yeah. Civil War was just before this, I believe. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're talking about just other Marvel movies. I get you. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so after having the, the, the what's happened in that movie and the, what's the heavy thoughts. Yeah, we have seen a movie where people are just like, we're half points. And, it's, you know, it's Chris Pratt. For it's, sure, man. Yeah. It, I I think I'm in my rating. I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, I'm going to give it a thumbs up with the caveat that I think I liked the first Guardians movie more than I did. Um, or yeah, I I liked the first Guardians movie more than I did this one. Right, and 
but you know, but that's the challenge, right? Like with any sequel, that it, it's very hard to have a sequel be better than the original, like always, no matter you know MCU or not. And so, yeah, so I would agree with you that the, that this Guardians movie it was not bad by any means, but I definitely would say Guardians one definitely was the better film in my opinion. Um, but you know, having said that, yeah, the storytelling was still great in this movie. The comedy still hit all its points. Like you said, the music was still on point. It just wasn't as good as the first Guardians movie, you know, not, not to say it was bad. It just wasn't as good, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. So, and yeah. yeah. And, uh, I wanted to ask Captain Jack, cause he's been helping us out with some of these things throughout this Captain Jack, uh, quote, I liked it. Thumbs up. Yeah. All right. Right on. All right, man. Uh, Dolan, real quick, where can uh, people find uh, what you do online? Uh, you can find me currently. I am uh, doing what I'm starting the build with the billet Instagram, posting some of my model, my model painting pictures and my products on there uh, on Instagram.com slash slash where three. And then also I'm starting to do some Twitch stuff. I am currently building up some, some structure stuff so I can film my, uh, my uh paint my painting uh that oh, be, that's cool. a twit that yeah uh that i'm hoping to get that done in the next week uh the week of recording um also going to school kind of makes some of that kind of hard but that's at uh twitch.tv slash wearmole three w-e-r-e-m-o-l-e the number three yeah and that and a lot of uh, a lot of the social media is uh wearmole three if you're if you're looking for dolan so yep yeah it, it pretty much anything if you anything thing that you would have website on if it's you look do you you look that up it's probably me yep and if not it's probably not an important social media anyway yeah 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 (laughs) absolutely man well yeah thank you so much for joining me for this and uh, yeah this is great man so of course i do a watch party for each of these movies that um that we um review in the in the discord you can join us for those watch parties there at discord.simavention.com we also have feedback on all the movies being posted there all the time it's a great little community to get to be a part of you can get the watch parties available afterwards if you support the show over at patreon.com slash scott is one don't forget that i am live twice a week playing games with the community on twitch.tv slash scott is one and if you have any thoughts about the movie we discussed today, you can send them in over at email at cinemavention.com. And cinemavention.com is the website to see all the previous movies I've covered on this show. Lots more movies to come this year. And you're always going to want to check that website and subscribe in your favorite podcatcher of choice. Thank you, Kevin, thank you, Kevin McLeod, for the music. You can check out his work at incompetech.com. We'll be back next week to discuss the movie Children of Men with Brant Hughes. I am so excited Ooh. to have the opportunity to talk with Brant. Uh, Brant is a Brant did a cinema, uh, cinema um, podcast as well, so this should be a really good episode of of the show. So I can't wait Ooh. to talk about that movie with him, and I hope you will be there for that episode. Until then, we'll see you next time. Diamonds. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>